of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping a two-part episode, season four, episodes 11 and 12, titled Voices Will, Oop, Voices Will Carry, Voices Carry. Something like that. Something like that. Um, But (laughs) before we get into that, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics. Yes. um, Somehow I got caught up trying to figure out the song Voices Carry, and now is clearly not the time for that, just to let you guys know. (laughs) There's a little pause. But yeah, we do want you guys to be aware so that you can take care. We're not really... I don't think we really talk about it in detail. We might, but if you are watching along or, you know, just thinking about Degrassi triggers you. Um, yeah, there are some scenes which include some pretty intense physical violence in it um, as we watch one of the characters go through a mental health journey. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes, take care. And as you know, we're still coming off a couple episodes of the school shooting. So there's always going to be a reference in there at this point. Uh, probably for the unforeseeable future. So again, take care. It's okay if you step away after our trivia um, because we'll be here next week and then lots of weeks after that. So yes. Oh, um, so for, I only have three trivia questions, which is crazy because then you get to an episode, like 10 episodes down the road and I have like six against you. (laughs) This is a two part episode, but I could only come up with three. So one, where is Jimmy's bathroom? Oh my god, he said it's a bag. Yes. Okay. How many weddings has Craig ever attended? I know he attended did he say two? Like his mom and Spikes? Three. I don't know who the hell is the third, but yes. Right. His mom's Spikes and I forget who else is. Okay, yeah. Maybe he's including Ashley's dad, but well, I this one, mm-hmm. yeah. At some point in time, he says it. He says it, and when he says it, the answer is three. What was the cost of the hotel room damages? Four thousand dollars. You right. Look at you, sixty-six percent. Wow, look at me go. That's it. I'll say sixty-six thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars in damages is wild. Like I'm throwing you out for something like that. <laughs> Whoo. Um, so yeah, I don't actually have any tidbits today because I know it's a two-part episode, so we're going to get into a lot of stuff. Um, as always, as I like to say, we love your comments and your feedback. I've really been loving all the DMs and messages that we've been receiving. And again, if you want to share any of those thoughts uh, and be featured on the podcast, then you can visit our Instagram bio for the link to our SpeakPipe page. That'll let you leave a voicemail that we can feature on the podcast. Um, and again, I mean, keep the feedback coming. If you have anything that you want us to discuss, um, leave us a comment as well. You know, we're open to suggestions and trying to figure out the best way to make it interactive. But I know that sometimes people just want to listen to us talk about Degrassi and that's fine too. So throw your opinions out there. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them and share them on the podcast. Yes. I appreciate the two listeners. One of the listeners shared, um, the meme from Arthur, which then I, I went and I shared, on our account and then the other listener 
shared that with me that the way that they avoid hugs from kids without doing the Heisman on them, which is to be like, <laughs> I'm not really in a hugging mood, but I love like fist bumps or I think it, they said something about like pinky hugs, mm-hmm. something. I had to go back to read it. I was like, I have to memorize this so that I can use this against these kids. Um, But yeah. I can't. I feel like Kid Fury on the read when someone's phone goes off. That was exactly what I thought of. That is so disrespectful. My phone is normally on Do Not Disturb. Sorry about that. Um, but yes, yeah. and re- referencing that um, the Arthur meme today that we posted w- about the fake ID and the story I told on last week's episode, I actually got a DM from someone too that said that their friend turned 21 and went to the bar that they've been frequenting prior to them being 21 and showed them their ID on the 21st birthday. Um, to which I said, that's hilarious because at that point it's too little too late. You let them in before they were 21 and they got to show you their ID today. So (laughs) when they're 21, so too little too late. And I'm sure they let him in to get that money for those drinks. So that's hilarious. (laughs) Right. All right. So I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to divide up the episodes, two different episodes with two different plots as I do. So with the Plot, the episode one of our two-part episode. Plot B, it looks like Manny and JT have buried the hatchet. Liberty wrote a play and they are the three are discussing the play's future as they walk together in the hall. What are they performing, you ask? Dracula. Liberty lacks confidence in this new endeavor for herself. But Manny and JT are not here for this because they gas Liberty up so much that she can float away. <laughs> It is time to cast the play, so we get to witness the auditions. Mr. Radich is present for the auditions, but we see him kind of cryptically pull Miss Kwan aside to speak with her. Emma continues to gas Liberty up, so I guess Emma's working on getting her friends back. But in the next scene, Mr. Radich is telling Liberty and JT that they need to change their play because he doesn't believe that they should speak of violence so closely to the shooting. Liberty argues that the symbolism in the play is stronger than the surface level subjects, but Mr. Radish does not care. But tell me why he suggests a musical about Degrassi and all of the wonder things that take place there. Read the room. What wonderful things. I made the note here, too, that he's definitely more worried about cleaning up the image at this point than he was worried about, like, maintaining the safety of everyone prior to this and, like, addressing the concerns of people being bullied. So it's all right. going to be an image thing from here on out. And I wish it was more of a student people thing prior to this. But, you know, how that goes. And that's why his character or, yeah, his character went where it went because he didn't really mm-hmm. take a lot of or if any responsibility for what happened. And I'm not saying he should blame himself for Rick's actions, mm-hmm. but you should have said, wow, I ignored a lot of bullying and I should not have. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why Mr. Simpson called him out so many times. He was definitely right. Yep. All right. Where are we? So JT and Liberty try to get behind this and pitch a new idea to Manny, but Manny is like, absolutely not. They try really hard to push Degrassi the musical, but it doesn't hit. Even when they try to write about a rebellion, everybody looks at them and says, this is terrible. Absolutely not. Count me out. So JT is in the hot tub with Liberty and Danny. They're brainstorming what to do with the, the musical, and Liberty comes up with the bright idea to make the musical about how much they essentially hate Mr. Radich. It's a really bad idea, in my opinion. <laughs> It's like the idea that you come up when you're really high and you think that it's good, but it's not. Yeah, it sounds like an easy way to get, like, expelled, if I'm being honest. That's what they said. Crazy. So, that is the end of part B in this episode. So, we'll move to plot A. 
Crashly is very annoyingly back together and on the front steps of Degrassi. Do you know who else isn't okay with them being back together? Not just me, but also Ashley's mom. And she lets Craig know right out the gate. Craig has the audacity to greet Mrs. Kerwin as if they're old old friends. Briefly after alluding to Ashley that he loves her, something that he has said before, so I don't know why it was a big deal. Mrs. Kerwin does not match Craig's energy, though, and Craig feels Mm. it. She even goes as far to tell Craig not to bother calling Ashley, and she's right for every bit of grief she is giving this man. But I have to ask you, do you think she's wrong for how she's handling the reunion of Craig and Ashley? No. I feel like later down the line or later in the episode when she gets into the reasoning, I totally understand it. But we talk about this a lot, right? Like, moms be knowing. So... Whether your mom knew before when you dated Craig or whether she learned her lesson after, because again, she was, you were skipping school. She was literally letting you stay home. And I mean, I think if we go back to it too, whose mom would be okay with someone getting back with their high school boyfriend who got another girl pregnant on them? Right. That's wild. Like she can give him all the grief that he's getting, honestly, because someone in Ashley's life has to stand up and be like, girl, this is wild. Right. I'm saying you're absolutely right. So I actually said that I don't think she's wrong for how she feels, as you just said, but I do think she's wrong for how she's acting just because you always know I always bring this back up, the Spencer, Heidi, and Lauren feud, because Mm. when you voice your opinion regarding somebody's partner, it is always a losing battle. That person is always going to pick their raggedy, cheating, drug-abusing addicts are people too. But regardless, they have very undesirable behaviors. Mm-hmm. Partner over their friend, their mother, their entire family. I don't know what the hell it is that has those hold on these people. But if you could sit there and look your friend dead in the eye and be like, I have a video of your man mm-hmm. getting rode in the club by a stripper and he ejaculates all over her. And then he says, uh-huh. I hope you got her pregnant in the video. And your friend will be like, Why were you recording him at the club? (laughs) So that is just to say that it's like when you react this way to your child as a parent, they're just bound to rebel against it. And I think that's kind of what we see. Yeah. Like you want to do the opposite when your parent is telling you not to do something. It's just nature. I get that. Parent and friends. Again, that's exactly what Spidey, Spidey did. And Spencer and Heidi are still very surprisingly still together today. They really are. I think I mentioned this before. One of them follows me on Twitter. Of <laughs> just course. Just so random. I just didn't. That is just something I never saw coming. Yeah. I really thought they were bound to die. And here they still are. At this point, they're probably just doing it because everyone thought they wouldn't. <laughs> You're absolutely right. They probably hate each other. Don't even live in the same home. Right. All right. So was anybody wondering how the song from last episode turned out or whatever episode that was? Let's find out. Being so blind to have Is that what I think it is? Yeah, it's what we were supposed to record until you gave it all up for Miss Bandbreaker Upper. It's pretty awful, horrible, seizure-inducing. Oh, how about how about lousy? Oh, and uh, it's also the last single that Downtown Sasquatch will ever put out. But there's only one way to find out. Yeah. All right. 
Guess who else is not happy about the reunion of Craig and Ashley? Spinner and Marco. The band is officially dead. Marco and Spinner, or Sticks, throw the CD at Craig and storm away. But nothing can bring Craig down today, not even losing his friends. Hold, please. (laughs) Girl. Whatever, here we go. (laughs) Craig emails Ashley during class when he's just like, you know what, I'm not even doing the computer. Let me just roll my chair over by her. We learn that Craig has been up all night with insatiable energy, writing songs for his new band with Ashley. He's been up the last several nights as well, and he won't be stopped, not even by Mr. Simpson, who is reminding Craig, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Craig turns to Mr. Simpson, and he also snaps off at him. This is supposed to be independent study time, right? Me? Independent and walking. You? Study my butt leaving. It wasn't even clever, but like, (laughs) go off as they say. (laughs) When Craig, Ashley finds Craig later, she asks, Craig, have you uh, calmed down a bit? And Craig is like, I feel like everybody's against us. They are, and they should be. I said in season one that I don't like Ashley Kerwin, and I want to be clear (laughs) that I still don't like her, but... She still deserves better than Craig because I don't forgive him for cheating with Manny, even if Ashley does. Yeah, it's a wild concept. It's way too soon, if you ask me. Girl. I mean, it's the same school year, is it not? It is. (laughs) Yes. It has been like three months. They act like nothing happened because it was such a big deal when it happened. Like, Like she outed them, too. Girl. That w- and, you know, that was back in January. And so we're coming towards the end of the school year, right? I gotta go. Yeah. We need a Degrassi timeline. Yeah, nothing ever adds up. Because something big happens and then it feels like that thing happened like 10 years ago. Absolutely. the span of an episode. Maybe if I'm not doing anything at work on Thursday or Friday, I took tomorrow off. So I'm not going to work on my off day. On I, I have to do podcast work during the job that pays me. But that's neither here mm-hmm. nor there. Maybe I will try to look and make a timeline to figure out what happened when. Because we know Manny got pregnant in January. Or she yes. found out she was pregnant in January. Um, We got to figure out when maybe the shooting took place like the major events of this season because we know that and that we know that the last episode is like june the or prom at may mm-hmm. season but just so much happens and they really expect us to just move on yeah no after that that's i again i'm not down with it because he she cheated i mean he cheated on her and got someone pregnant like n- not in the same school year is that okay for you to return to him right. like no, this is embarrassing. And like, wasn't she just ta- crying and saying she was going to transfer schools? That's so true. Why is she still here? Wait, is this the same school year as season three? No, it's got to be a new school year. I can't okay. even remember. Mandy got season pregnant three. in season three. Now this is a new school year. Okay, okay, that would make sense. Because Mandy was 14 and she was... A freshman, and now she's a sophomore, and Paige is a junior. All right, guys, sorry, we just put it all together. We I'm, literally did, but yeah, because they had a dance. I'm gonna still make a timeline though. All right, <laughs> anyway, where are we at? Um, 
Craig begs Ashley to convince her mother that he's a good person. Otherwise, her at her father's rehearsal dinner, it's going to be really awful. But Ashley is like, mm, maybe we should work on my parents after the wedding, suggesting that Craig shouldn't come to the wedding or rehearsal dinner. She's right. Craig don't want to see it, though, so he storms away feeling rejected. Craig shows up to where he always shows up when he wants to talk about himself. Not therapy. Jimmy's hospital room. It was still school hours, in case you were wondering. Jimmy's is doing upper body exercises, so it's clear that he still can't walk. But none of this matters to Craig, though, because he's upset that Ashley seems to be close to dumping him. And Jimmy is, however, interested in talking about anything besides um, the weather in his legs. So he's okay with this and doesn't seem to be upset that Craig is entirely ignoring what's going on in front of his face. Um, Jimmy suggests that Craig spend some time alone with Ashley so they can focus on the two of them. It's not a good idea, but whatever. Craig gets the genius idea, I'm going to rent a hotel room. So he asks Joey for his credit card in order to rent a hotel room. And Joey says, all right, we're back from a little intermission where we discovered that Terry's microphone was wrong. And wow, the sound is already so much better. So, um, (laughs) we're not re-recording that. So I apologize for the first 15 or so minutes of shitty sound. Now you notice it's better, right? Yeah. That's all we can do is try here. So, uh, thanks for hanging in. We'll continue (laughs) on now. (laughs) All right. Oh, also, while we're here for the disclaimer, I'm gonna let y'all know, look, I did sell out and add ads and they won't <laughs> let you cash out until you hit $10. So now I just have to leave these ads in until we I hit my goal of cashing out at $10. Yes, I'm gonna make $10 from these ads. I sold out for $10. That's fine. Whatever. We're gonna talk about it. So just in case you've been listening this whole time, yes, um, I'll take them out when I hit $10. That is what it is. And it takes way too long to get there, so it's not even worth it. And I just feel like a sellout. So I am acknowledging (laughs) it, and I will do better in the future. All right. I can't. Back to the episode. Craig's trying to rent um, a hotel room. He shows up uninvited. He's talking with Craig, Jimmy. Then he shows up uninvited again to the setup for the rehearsal dinner and Ashley's aunt or her dad's future husband's young sister is really flirty with Craig. Craig does not take the bait at all and he tells Aunt Sally, I love Ashley and I'm not going to screw it up again. Ashley overhears Craig and Craig gives a hotel room to Ashley to meet up with him later only for Ashley's mother to send his uninvited ass away. (laughs) The two of them, Craig and Ashley, are at the hotel room later and it has two beds. Ashley suggests they might only need one bed, provided that he brought something. Never again will I be without. <laughs> too soon. Not uh-uh. too soon. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Way too soon. Girl. As I, I did add that at least Craig learned his lesson. You know, I like to give my flowers where they're due. Look, could be a lot worse. <sighs> okay, where am I? Um... They, I guess they have sex because the next scene we see Ashley putting her clothes back on and her hair looks a mess. She's also crying and she's not crying at her appearance in the mirror. She's just crying. She's so overwhelmed with the spirit of sex. Why does Craig suggest that the two of them get an apartment together in Vancouver? But Ashley is like, I have to go to rehearsal dinner. Craig is so important to Ashley that she brings him to dinner even though her mama told her not to. Ashley confronts her mother about her relationship with Craig and If Ashley's mother could forgive Ashley's gay dad, then she should also forgive cheating Craig who got another girl pregnant. Girl. Child. (laughs) Not equivalent. (laughs) Miss Kerwin points out an important note. 
Ashley was truly in shambles. If you recall, she refused to go to school. Right. Anyway, Crashly is sharing a romantic dance at the reunion. And Craig gets really excited and he runs away. And I promise you, we're not going to like how this goes. Um, Craig runs home to grab something mysterious and excitedly tells Joey and Caitlin that he and Ashley are back together. Me and Ash. Ash and me. Yeah. He's talking really fast. He's not in, in, in like entirely complete phrases. And in case you haven't noticed it by this point, Craig is not doing well. He is mm-hmm. not just acting like this from a typical emotional like response to triggers. Craig returns to the dress rehearsal after a dress change. He is now in a suit and he asks to speak with Ashley alone. And he gives her a ring. Do you know this child proposed to Ashley with his mother's ring? Oh. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Ashley is like, I'm 16, bitch. I know Ellie <laughs> lived with Sean, but that's not me. Craig throws a little hissy fit and feeling rejected, he storms out. Ashley confides in Aunt Sally, who we never see again. <laughs> she tells Ashley that Craig asked to marry her and Aunt Sally encourages Ashley to accept his offer. How old is Aunt Sally supposed to be? Literally. I've been meaning to look her up because her character made no sense to me. Like, she was very strange. She was doing weird things. I don't know why her name is Sally and I don't know her significance. Like, why did they throw her in here? Feeling motivated by her aunt's wonderful advice, Ashley calls Craig to accept his offer. But Craig can't answer because he's busy trashing the hotel room. And the episode closes. And so at this point, I will insult, insert an ad from our sponsors <laughs> until y'all get me to $10. All right, we're back for part two of our two-part episode, Voices Carry. JT and Liberty are moving forward with this horrible musical idea. They propose the idea to the cast, and the cast is like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Y'all are not about to drag us down with your nonsense. And actually, Alex actually tells them, I'm all for a rebellion, but not getting expelled over a play. But she had no problem drenching Rick in yellow Look, paint. I was literally just about to say, this is funny that she's trying to play low key right now because she don't want that to come back up or something. Because when would she ever turn down an opportunity to do something right. extreme? Right. Has she Is she turning, changing for the better? What's going on here? Yeah. All right, so Raditz arrives to see the drama club, but nobody's there. And so JT and Liberty pitch their really bad idea. And JT ends up pitching another horrible idea about E.T. And Mr. Raditz is like, oh, this is great, amazing. But Liberty's like, absolutely no. We wrote a song and a student died here. And these fuzzy songs aren't going to help us to get over the loss. And so she sings the Raditz's song and storms off. And Raditz is so pissed that he ends up giving them detention. And so question, do you think Mr. Raditz is right? No. Me neither. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I mean, yeah. I think what could have been done, I guess, in this situation is there could have been a middle ground with everything. Like, not him dictating what they do a play about. Like, the freedom should still be theirs. Like, it would have been any other year. Yeah. Um, And then just, like, giving them detention because it's something you don't like. Uh, when they literally were trying to do something that they liked and everyone probably would have enjoyed as well. But I will say that what was funny to me was Liberty calling him ugly to his face. Um, because when do you get the chance to do that and get away with it uh, beyond a detention? Like- <laughs> right. Right. I just feel like he's doing a lot and he's not really understanding what Mr. Simpson tried to tell mm-hmm. him, especially in if we go all the way back to their Breakfast Club episode, he's like, stop trying to control them. And mm-hmm. he's just not listening. So... Yeah, and and the things he's controlling at this point are the wrong things because he had a chance to control the situation that got out of control. 
Yep. Um, yep. And he didn't. So it's interesting what he's choosing to take or try to take control over now. Like the play in the grand scheme of things, harmless to what happened and the fact that people are still like reeling from everything. Right. Yep, I agree. JT and Liberty are in detention together and they're bonding over the play, musical, whatever. JT admires Liberty for standing up to Mr. Radish and somehow they end up kissing in detention and I just want to know who's supervising. <laughs> Regardless. 87 kids. I girl. mean, uh, teachers that got I mean, other no, things to do. It makes sense. Probably the kids because they have kids <laughs> leading things like Spirit Squad. I don't understand how kids are like... In a few episodes, Paige tells them, she's like, I'll kick you off Spirit Squad. Since when do you have that right? When do you have the full say, right? They let them do anything. (laughs) I'm very confused. I need somebody to let me know if in Canada, kids lead the clubs. Or is this just something for the TV shows? It's very confusing why there's not really a teacher who's in charge. Yeah, because they never introduce us to enough teachers. And I understand why you might not show the teacher because again we don't have enough teachers mm-hmm. but i don't understand why these kids have all of this power right way too much honestly <laughs> yes is it just for like a storyline or what anyway so that plot line resolves and now we're back to plot a in our opening scene we see that craig is sitting at a table in a trash hotel room he's playing with his mother's ring and he answers the phone to find ashley on the other end Ashley corrects her answer from yesterday and tells Craig, I really mean that I can't marry you yet, but I will one day. And Mm. she tells him this and he starts like screaming in celebration. He still can't stop moving. And we see this as he meets with Marco. Marco called Craig or Craig called Marco to ask him for help about impressing Ashley's dad at his wedding. Marco is tired of Craig, but he does agree to help. Craig pulls out Joey's credit card and he goes absolutely apeshit with Joey's credit card. Just in time, as Dylan shows up to meet with Marco, Craig is back on his happy high. I'm so glad that gays can get married. That you two can get married. You gays. Craig is on the elevator going back to his hotel room when he sees the hotel staff outside investigating the mess that he left behind. So instead, Craig pops up uninvited at Jimmy's hospital room to change his clothes. Craig tells Jimmy that he and Ashley are getting married, and Jimmy responds to all, like all of us would, you're 16. Mm. Jimmy is sounding too much like right, and Craig does not want to hear it. So Jimmy asks Craig, are you high, drunk, or just out of your mind? And Craig has a lot of really, like, big bodily movements and words and actions, and Jimmy's the first person to really call him out. Mm -hmm. But Craig is just not in a place where he can hear it. Later... Back at the Jeremiah household, Joey is trying to pay for Chinese food, but he's like, my credit card is missing. So Snake asks Joey, hey, mm, Craig seems a little off. And Joey's like, well, Craig is going through something. And or no, I think he says it's a typical teenager. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Simpson tells him, mm, I think what's going on here is different from typical teens. But Joey's like, nah, he's fine. He's a teen. You know, mind your business. Immediately after he does this, he finds mm-hmm. out about the damages to the hotel room. So that's what you get. And the next scene, I get like this episode is just so one embarrassment after the next for me. Mm-hmm. Lots of secondhand embarrassment here. So much, girl. So, oh, because this is the Craig scene. Mm-mm. Yes. So they're giving toast at the wedding. Um, they're at the wedding. Craig shows up. 
He's in this really ugly suit, tie, hat combination. I probably wouldn't forgive him on his outfit alone. <laughs> and then you add what he does. They're giving toasts. Craig takes it upon himself to stand up and introduce himself. He announces that he and Ashley are getting married against the wishes of Ashley. Because Ashley's like, please don't announce this. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to tell everybody. Um, there are several stunned faces in the room. And Ashley is angry with Craig. Ashley tells Craig, I need you to leave. But Craig is like, no, I'm not going. And he goes to Ashley's parents and he tells them, I'm an, I want to speak with you right now. And they're like, let's, let's do this later because it's this man's wedding. Mm-hmm. Craig fights against everybody's efforts for him to leave. And he ends up landing on a table. I think he might destroy the cake. It's just really embarrassing. Um, and the next scene we see him angrily dialing Ashley's cell phone from a phone booth, which is just wildly like old school i'll date it (sighs) craig arrives home he finds caitlin who notices that craig's hand is hurt and craig gives his mom's ring to angie and tells her give it to ashley and then he runs upstairs or i don't know what's going on joey gets to the wedding looking for craig and they are really ruining ashley's dad's wedding today (laughs) could you imagine i would lose my mind if all this was happening security immediately or we're all squaring up what are you doing here the way I told you not to date this boy and he at this wedding ruining it, I'll kill you. Right. Literally against everyone's will. Like the mom said, if nothing else, girl, do not bring him here. And what does she do? Bring him here. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So Joey says, like, I know about the hotel room, but I don't understand why y'all trashed it. And Ashley realizes, oh, shit. He corrected what? He trashed that room? They all go back home and something happens. Craig comes downstairs. He's got a check for Joey, $3,000, and he's got Joey's credit card. And he tries to leave, but then Joey gets home before he can actually head out. I don't know where the hell Craig thinks he's going, but Joey tries to assert himself against Craig, and Craig then gets buck with Joey, and he ends up fucking him up entirely like in front of everyone too right like angie like, caitlin that like right that in front of like angie just killed me also mm-hmm. you know that craig wasn't ex or Jer- joey wasn't expecting for craig to react like that mm-hmm. he's completely unhinged and but for some odd reason ashley is suddenly here and she stops craig from beating the shit out of joey and Ashley tells Craig that he needs help. And somehow these words magically trigger Craig to come back to reality and he sees the severity of what he did. When we next see Craig, he is in a hospital and Ashley is visiting with him. Craig tells her that he still can't sleep and now he's on medication to treat his bipolar, which we learned that he has from Ashley. Craig tells Ashley she should go because he will be managing this condition for the rest of his life. But Ashley insists that she's not going to leave him. She promises her future to Craig. And the episode closes. Girl, for what? Like, I get it. High school teenagers. But why are you over here committing, like, or saying that you're not going to leave? That's just, it's just unrealistic to me in those circumstances. Like, I know there are one-off situations, obviously. But girl, like, why are you trying to take on this man's baggage at 16? Not that you should get up and go, but like, let's be realistic here and not give him any more false hope, right? Because we already had him spiral off the fact that you said you would marry him one day, which you never needed to do. We all right. need to be realistic here. Who that like that is a lot for them to go through at this point. Why do you want to do that? I agree. Also, like I'm sorry, we're just not telling anyone we're dating in high school that we're gonna be with them forever. We're not right. Let's be realistic. Like, be so serious. Bffr, as the girls on TikTok right. like to say. Yep. 
My favorite quote. (laughs) All right, do you have a moral? All right, I asked Terry if she had a moral, and then all of a sudden her microphone stopped working, and look, a bitch doesn't have time for this. So my (laughs) moral, um, I didn't really have one. I guess I said that I don't know if they were trying to demonstrate that sometimes when people have really conflicting and confusing behaviors that perhaps there's an underlying cause, like with Craig, which Mr. Simpson made the suggestion, but Joey blew it off. But I don't feel like sitting here talking to myself. So next on Degrassi, Manny is attracted to Chester, a new guy at school, and she soon wonders if Spinner is the right guy for her. Following the school shooting, Degrassi gets a new principal after Raditch rightfully gets his ass fired. Meanwhile, Paige tries to get partnered up with Mr. Oleander, and it seems he's also interested in her. Gross. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will obviously be back whatever it takes next week. 